right, so I am super excited to have back for like the third or fourth time uh, my good friend and bandmate Ryan Gilman. Who would have thought? <laughs> who would have? Who would have thunk it? It's nice to be back in the corner of your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now all the listeners know I don't have a fancy studio. <laughs> no, I'm on a drum stool over yeah, here. Yeah, there's a drum stool. My dog is chilling with her ball on on my bed, and uh, but um, this is kind of, I guess, kind of emotional because you know this is the third or fourth time you've done the podcast. Um, third time you've come over to your interview, but fourth episode because we split that that's that one episode into two. Yeah. Um, but this is the last time that you will be. Um, a guest on my podcast before you're a married man. Yeah, man. Uh, 19 days. <laughs> Not that you're counting. Until liftoff. <laughs> <laughs> you're yes. going to show up to this church and be like, I thought we were getting married on a spaceship. <laughs> I thought we were going to the moon after this, dude. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, um, let's get right into it. Um, and uh, I know I've been, as you know, I've been really excited about this episode for a long time. So I'm man really... texts me in the middle of the day at a <laughs> wedding. You're the world isn't ready for my butt rock <laughs> podcast. I'm like, I don't know if I am either, dude. Look, <laughs> uh, how can one prepare for a butt rock podcast? To be nah. fair, um, but uh, we're gonna start with Stone Temple Pilots because that was a huge part of the intro. Um, and you know, I do want to talk to you about them because I have, I have all kinds of thoughts on them. Sure. Yeah. Um, but before preparing for this episode, had you listened to them before? Yeah. And some of their songs I straight up did not know were theirs. Like I learned later on in life, but like the majority of when I listened to them was actually in like high school on like the bus going home from school. They had uh, this rock station that our bus driver just really liked playing and like you know, all the songs to 14 year old me kind of sounded the same, just dad rock. And mm-hmm. like Stone Temple Pilots was definitely like something they played every day. So I listened to them a lot, actually. Really? Yeah. And, and it's, it's one of those things I remember, um, you know, when I first started get, getting into them, because I would always like go on Wikipedia and look at bands discographies and like look to see um, their chart performance of their singles. And I just remember like looking at Pearl Jam, looking at Alice in Chains and Nirvana. And I'm mm-hmm. like. You know, the, these guys, they do have a few number ones, but Sonoma Pilots is like six number one, like rock hits. Um, and so, they, I mean, and, you know, you hear like Vaseline and Interstate Love Song. I mean, they, those mm-hmm. are just like, you know, 90s rock stables. But um, I know, obviously, we both know that they're super popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think of them as a band? Yeah, I mean, just to kind of parallel what you were talking about, they were always kind of there. But when you, people talk about, you know, that era of rock, they're also kind of somehow forgotten in a way not maybe not by like fans of the genre but by just people that are you know when you think of like the 90s like the nirvanas and like the creeds and stuff like that it's like they don't come up as much as i think the other bands that were just on the same playing field yeah. come up which is interesting because i think a lot of bands that we're going to be talking about today were probably incredibly influenced by stone temple pilots mm-hmm. um and um Anyways, um, what are your thoughts on? Did you did you get a chance to listen to Core? Yeah, dude. Um, I think it's a super interesting album. I could just kind of go in on that one. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And um, then, and don't worry, we we we, we can continue talking about Sunwell Pilots <laughs> after Core. Don't worry. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I thought the album was super cool because I never sat down and actually listened to it all the way through, but I had listened to a bunch of songs on it before, obviously. Like. Uh, sex type thing mm-hmm. was like yeah. low-key one of my favorite songs actually when i was a kid but i didn't remember that it was stone temple pilots so i was just like mm-hmm. oh wait this is i like this song and it was like even though the 
album was very consistent in sound. Every song kind of had its own identity in a way too, to where I never got bored listening through it. Even though the sound was consistent, they did things that, you know, low tempo, high tempo that kind of kept you interested the whole way through. There was a song about wet in the bed where I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that was my thought. of um, I, I think it's kind of a cool album that summarizes them in a way too, because they, they stayed so consistent throughout it. And that was, their song that's them when you listen to that album honestly yeah and, and it's interesting just a, a couple thoughts on core first of all i think core is an awesome album mm-hmm. but i think that like you know that album came out in a time where you know that 90s rock um scene was exploding and you yeah. had probably some of the all-time great rock albums that came out within those you know those couple of years you had like pearl jams pearl 10 yep. um soundgarden's bad motor finger allison chains is dirt mm-hmm. obviously nirvana's Nevermind, and then in utero um and so, and those are all like incredible albums and core is such a good album. Like when you listen through, it's like, that's a good album. Like the vocals are good. Yeah. The songs are interesting. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't really sound like they're just trying to, you know, have a bunch of like commercial, commercially successful singles. It really like sounds like a piece of art. Yeah. Um, but I just think like in comparison with a lot of the other stuff, it kind of gets written off. And I think one of the reasons that I get written off and we were talking about this at band practice. And one mm-hmm. thing that always kind of upset me is that I think because they there whenever people talk about the big grunge bands of the mm-hmm. early 90s, there's five bands that they mention. They mention sure. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden and Stone Temple Pilots. Right. One of those artists is not from Seattle and that's Stone Temple Pilots. So right. I always kind of wonder like the amount of shit that Suntimo Pilots got, I wonder like how much of it is because they are not from, you know, Seattle. If they're not seen as, as like authentic. And, and I say that because um, they had an album in in 96 called tiny music from the Vatican shop. And did you listen to that album by any chance that has, that has three number one singles on there, right? Pitchfork magazine, I think Mm -hmm. started in the mid nineties. So they were, they were, you know, in circulation when when tiny music came out mm-hmm. and this album tiny music is so diverse you have grunge on it you have psychedelic rock you even yeah. have a jazz tune on it and it's such an interesting album and pitchfork gave it like a 0. 0.6 out of 10 that's crazy you know and it's like and it's one thing it's i can see okay maybe you were turned off by x y and z but to give that album such a low score like i think there has to be some kind of bias be because of their grunge label not being from seattle by the way, I apologize for the rant. <laughs> no, no, no. That's so cool because you mentioned also Vampires. You were like, you know, they, they rated the album that, but didn't you say also like via the fans voting and things like that, they were like one of the best, the, like they were voted, I think, the best newcomer or something like that. Exactly. So what happened was, I think it was, it was um, I think it was early 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, it was either early 1994 or early 1993. I can't remember the year exactly, but Rolling Stone did their, you know, their year end um awards if you will and mm-hmm. they they had um they had their you know their journalists their music writers uh come up with the worst band new artist and their readers come up with the best new artist and yeah. that year the worst artist from critics and the best artist from fans was stone temple pilots that's so cool and the, the, here's another thing <laughs> one last thing about you know i think the, the bias that goes against stone temple pilots is that um if you actually look at the reviews that Sonoma Pilot got for Core, if you look, people, these critics would say the most vitriolic things about them and then give them like a B. <laughs> How can it's you just, be so I'm out there like, like that? Like and then, they, yeah, it was kind of above average. Yeah, I'm just like, what? <laughs> um, so and that's just, yeah, definitely uh, check check out those reviews. I promise you I'm not lying. There's they, they, People said some pretty 
wild things, but then yeah. gave it like not a great review, but certainly not a, as low as, you know, the pitchfork. So it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to transition because, oh, last question. Mm-hmm. What did you think of before we get into like what butt rock is yeah, and, sure, and, yeah. and, and how you, you would define it? What did you think of me crowning core as the godfather of butt rock? I think it's super cool because it's kind of, I guess this leads into my response about what you were going to say. I really like going back to core and just kind of like the way it was made. I like that they kind of abused in music theory. I don't know if people like listening kind of know this, but they, <laughs> they abused the flat five and so many of their riffs. And it's like, they were kind of adventurous at the same time too. The core changes and the way the songs were structured too. It was adventurous in a way where it kind of kept you guessing where they were going to go next. Mm-hmm. I think it, like you said, it's a perfect album to be the godfather of butt rock because nobody did it right after everybody tried to copy it and like kind of take little elements away from it, yeah. but they never kind of got what the album was in their own music. If that makes sense. Right. There is, de- but there is definitely, especially like, you know, we're going to talk about Creed. There's a song, um, called you know what if by creed mm-hmm. yeah that song when i heard i was like there's no way that that this band was not influenced heavily by core oh you know absolutely what I mean? yeah. and there's just and there's so many parallels and just like the 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 tone of the guitar the tempo mm-hmm. right just so so butt rock and so filtery um, yeah what's that so filter like that the guitars again another nerd thing but they're like phasing the fuck out of the guitar. sorry yeah. for my language they're phasing uh they're using phasers on their guitars and stuff like that and that, that airy sound became a lot of what a lot of bands copied yeah afterwards. no for for sure um you're like you're, you're taking my statement and then just like oh here's here's <laughs> why Doug, this, that is just why sprinkling it's a little bit of uh, sprinkles on top <laughs> um so the moment we've all been waiting for. Well, one of the moments we've all been waiting waiting for. Um, yeah. How would you define the legendary categorization of butt rock? Yeah, man. So I came up with a kind of humorous way. There's like four different characteristics that I thought, all right, that's what makes something butt rock. It's memed or memeable. Okay. As in now you can make like a meme and use it as a song in that said meme. And even though people might not like particularly like that, band or song they know it because they heard it growing up mm-hmm. and it's kind of just, and i guess that leads into the second part in that it's nostalgic mm-hmm. it's something that was kind of blared on the radio and it was always kind of in the background in a way like it was commercial enough that it was there but sometimes like with butt rock too like in kind of my example when i was going back through stone temple pilots it's like oh i remember that song i just didn't know who it was by um the third characteristic that i had <laughs> your dad liked it and thought he thought all the youth did too, but it turns out it was just him and other dads. <laughs> That's hilarious because I remember my dad loved the song "If Everyone Cared" by Nickelback, but like that was after it was cool to like Nickelback, you know. So I was like, I was like, Dad, this 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 sucks. Exactly. It's like, Dad, no, no, no. Like, it's just you. That's like, we, we don't actually like. Yeah. We yeah. We were like, how you remind me. That's what we were like. Whoa. By the time if everyone cared came out, we're like, Mm-mm. ah, you're you're behind. Yeah. yeah. Um. And well, the we're last on, we're on to Wolf Mother now. <laughs> and the last like kind of point that I had here was that it's cheesy to the point where the emotional darkness in some of the music is kind of funny now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they were really being serious when they wrote this, but now we kind of make fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's they, they took themselves too seriously. Exactly. You know? And, uh, 
I, I, I love I love all the characteristics that you mentioned. <laughs> and um, so leading into, you know, you, it's really good that you have four characteristics for Butt Rock because I had four faces on my Mount Rushmore because Let's there go. were four faces on the actual Mount Rushmore. So um, as you know, I chose Papa Roach, Nickelback, Limb Bizkit, and Creed as my Mount Rushmore of Butt Rock. What are your thoughts on those four bands being on my Mount Rushmore? Great presidents. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I would travel there yeah. and if you know if they had their faces on a on a rock somewhere I'd go travel <laughs> see that. But no, I I really did agree. I'm I'm not going to be too controversial in that like definitely 3 of them I'm like I can't argue that any of their band deserves to be up there on 3 of them. The one where and this is honestly the band I know the least about being Papa Roach. They're still doing stuff in my opinion and they're still kind of, they're working with newer artists actually. I mean newer in a sense. But if you listen to any of their new stuff, they've kind of changed and kind of caught up to the times in a way. So there was a couple honorary mentions I like to bring to the table that I think kind of followed my characteristics yeah. that well, I thought. Well, I actually, I actually gave some honorable mentions, and I'm going to pull that up real quick. And sure. I want to see if there's any overlap between the honorable mentions that I um, included and the ones that you did. So Let's do it. Um, so give me like two, two, two seconds. I know I'm I excited two seconds, this. but... We're going to definitely um, overlap, I feel like. Uh, let's see. And also, just for those listening, like this was not planned. Like yeah. We haven't told each other any of what no, we put no. here. So. No, all right. Go, go go for it. Okay. Godsmack for me. Okay. That's not that's not on it, but I considered it. Yeah. <laughs> they're just so just no, heavy. They're, they're, they're de- definitely butt rock, for sure. Uh, Breaking Benjamin. Yep. All right, yep. <laughs> let's go. I got him. I got him. <laughs> um... This one's kind of a newer band, but I even like Five Finger Death Punch. They're the modern butt oh, yeah. rock. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but they also they also I feel like kind of were breaking into the mainstream at a time when like butt rock was still pretty po- prominent. Exactly. You know, bef- before it was the uh, pejorative that it that it became. Right, and then kind of more aligned to what I guess the era we're we're taking you know bands from uh, Puddle of Mud. Oh, right. yep, they're there. Yep. <laughs> but those are mine. Okay. Oh. Um, so the other, um, you want to hear the, the other, um, ones I, honorable mentions that I had. I'm excited. I, had, I feel like I missed a couple. I uh, because I wanted to include like new metal as well as post grunge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got Bush. They're like kind of, okay. they're like OG butt rock. Yeah. Uh, Mudvayne. Mudvayne. I actually haven't heard of them. I they're, might be new, a, they're a new, culture. New metal. New okay. metal for sure. Um, Three Doors Down. Yes. Okay. I yeah. had them uh, on a song later. That's for later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hinder. Yep. Okay. Uh, Seether. Seether. And yep. so this here's one of the and kind of going back to what you said about Papa Roach. Like this yep. next band, for what they're known for most recently, is not butt rock at all. Right. But their biggest hits in the early 2000s, which I kind of consider, you know, the heyday of butt rock. Yeah. Um, this is a 90s podcast, so like the presence in the 90s was you know the impetus for doing this episode. Um, but and during that time, this band, um, you know, had some some real butt rock songs. Um, Disturbed. Yes! Oh my! I can't believe I didn't. I am surprised I, that one went over my head because they do definitely have. Some. Well, what's it? Down with the sickness. Down that, with the sickness. That monologue at the end mm-hmm. is just so. It's just so cringe. I I think it's, what's interesting is for different people, disturbed was different things. For me, because I only got into disturbed like maybe in middle school, and by that time they were on to ten thousand fists and doing stuff that was a little bit more complicated. But they really their roots are new metal. Yeah. So that's super interesting that I did kind of didn't think of them that way, but I definitely yeah. agree with you 100%. And and, and there are, and and I and I made a point to uh in the podcast that just because you're, you know, the genre or the subgenre you're 
associated with is post grunge or new metal doesn't make you butt rock. Like yeah. there's some iconic bands that you know, like Evanescence mm. or um, Slipknot, yep. right? You know, bands like that, uh, Deftones. Deftones. Yep. You know, these are like really iconic bands that have that label, but they're not butt rock. Exactly. Um, and anyway, so the last question, and you touched on it. Yep. Um, but I, I want to kind of ask you. So you know, you you agree that butt rock right now it's transitioned. Like for the longest time, it was kind of hated. Mm-hmm. Um. And now it's, I think it's kind of nostalgically endearing. You know, I think yes. you're, you're seeing more and more people, more and more people that, you know, probably listen to EDM and indie rock and, and whatnot. They'll, they'll sing uh, Nickelback at karaoke night, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think the reason for that, I think a majority of the reason for that is nostalgia. Because I think people, especially like in our age group now, maybe us that are in our you know, 20s and 30s that were, like, younger when all this stuff was... Or kids when it came out, we realize now that we're probably not going to get that type of music to be mainstream ever again. So it kind of brings us back to a time when things were maybe a little bit simpler. And so when you meme it in a way or, like, make it fun for us to kind of, like... You know, like you said, sing at a karaoke night or something like that. It's like, oh, we're singing about the good old days. But it's also not too bad. Like, I kind of like this song. Yeah, there's there's a reason that... um, this song was massively successful. Exactly. Um, anyway, so let's get into uh, to the to the. Well, this has all been fun, but to the really fun part. Oh yeah. So I I came up with the idea uh, to do um uh, a top ten butt rock song draft. Let's do it. And essentially, what it is is we're going to name our top ten butt rock songs, and it doesn't necessarily mean that we think it's our favorite butt rock songs, or that we think it's like the most you know cringeworthy butt rock songs. It is just our top 10 butt rock take whatever you will with that explanation but yeah. um but anyway so the rules of this uh of this list um ryan and i are each going to have our own lists and our list cannot share any songs um and only one artist can have more than one song they can have two songs max and that artist cannot be shared between ryan and i um, and like I said, the list can be humorous, can be your serious favorites, or can be any combination. And I'm definitely going to go with any combination. Oh, yeah. So um, let's get started. Ryan, you are the guest. So I uh, would like you to choose what is the number what is your number one butt rock song? Hell yeah. Real quick before we get in. So we're doing snake draft, right? So we're going to each go one at a time. Yeah, right. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Okay. I mean, when you think of butt rock. This is it. This is it. It's Nickelback. How you remind me? <laughs> that literally. So I have I have the butt rock anthems pulled up on Spotify. That's the first song. Yes. I mean, it, it's I, I I've said it three times now. It's memed. It's memed yeah. so hard, and it, but it's also at the same time it's memed so much that we like it now. And there's not one person that hasn't heard that song. I feel well, like now. Well, you remember I told you you like I didn't notice this until recently that like Chad Kroger's Canadian accent comes out in the chorus on the word sorry. Yep. <laughs> and I just like and now I every time I hear it I'm just like yes culture. Yes. <laughs> he, he stayed true to himself. <laughs> um. All right. So this is gonna be tough. Um. I I grappled with this. What's my number one? And okay. I'm just kind of going. I I'm my previous thoughts. Who cares? It's right in this moment who I'm choosing. And I got to go last resort, Papa Roach. Let's go. I mean, like when he comes in with that acapella, cut my life into pieces. Like it's just, it's on. These, these first two songs are like really what I would have said. Like this is my last resort. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. I, I think 
it speaks to the characteristics that we've you know yeah. already gone over. Um, I guess my turn. Yes, I'm gonna do break stuff Limp Biscuit. Oh, for my- oh. <laughs> that is just how can you come to my home, <laughs> dude? If this was an NBA draft, I've got LeBron, and now I've got Kevin Durant. We're, okay. We're, we're killing. <laughs> All right. Well, I see that. I see that. And I am going to take, I think, I, I have to go Nickelback. We're talking butt rock. I have to go Nickelback. Wow. And this might be a, a surprise. I'm going animals. Hell yeah. Okay. Because, and, and I, I want to get your thought, and I, I wrote this in the monologue, and I was like, I want to hear what Ryan has to say. Animals is our generation's hot for teacher. Oh my gosh! <laughs> with that, with that drum intro. Yeah. Oh my god! It's like you yeah. know, you know, it's that song when it comes yep. on. It, it, that's and crazy. You got the double bass and all that. So that's that's my. Uh, I can't believe Nickelback. I mean, <laughs> a double bass. You get it in butt rock. You have a kid, me. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's one that I I don't think you saw coming, but I think it's kind of in the same tier. Uh, I'm curious to how you think about. Bodies by Drowning Pool. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting because, you know, there's like that one part. It's like and he's like kind of counting numbers or whatever. Mm-hmm. One. Yeah. So I didn't even realize that was that song because there was like a, 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 a TikTok, like mm-hmm. a dog TikTok. And it was like um, a cabaret version of that. Mm-hmm. And it was like this dog that like had just gotten this new toy or whatever. <laughs> and then like but I had heard that before I actually heard Bodies in Entirety because everyone knows the beginning, you know, the bodies to the floor. Sure. And uh, and so like and then when I was listening to that song, I was like making that connection. I was like, what does the world come to? <laughs> but I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And, um, what does the world come to? <laughs> um, so are you keeping track of your list or? Yeah. Uh, I'm keeping track of mine over here. Okay. So, um, excellent. So I'm going number three. I have to go with, you know, the band that I called the George Washington of butt rock. Let's go. I got to go with Creed. Let's go. And I have to go with, this is a tough one because this is not my favorite Creed song, but this is more of a butt rock song. Mm-hmm. I'm going higher. I'm going higher by yeah. Creed. Can you turn? That was, you know, um, I think the biggest criticism that Creed gets, I mean, they get a lot of criticism. and But one thing that I think is entirely legit is Scott Stapp totally ripped off Eddie Vedder. Like, there's like, you can't deny that. Absolutely um, not. And that's the song where I think it's most evident, yeah. too. <laughs> and, and it was to a point that like when I got into Pearl Jam, like at first I was like, is this Creed? And then they're like, Dub, don't ever say something like that don't, again. Yeah. Dude, it's so crazy you mentioned that because, okay, I know this is kind of going on a tangent here, but we used to, you ever watch like YouTube poops? Like YouTube up? what? YouTube poops. It's like basically what? They, no. they take they take SpongeBob episodes, right? <laughs> and they and they dub words over them. Yeah. And so in one of the episodes we were oh, watching yeah, as yeah, yeah, kids, yeah. Yeah. there was this one where they made Patrick say, man, I love Creed. Have you listened to Creed? And then it like, it pans yeah. out and it's just, can you take yeah. me? <laughs> and it's like the dumbest thing. Like, I don't know. It's probably only funny to me and you oh, in the room right oh, here. Oh no, it's great. I'm as soon as you leave, I will be watching that. Oh, it's so I, good. I will find that. That sounds amazing. But that's where I thought it was, you know. Uh I thought it was fuck, not Creed. I did I thought it was one of the 90s bands we were talking mm-hmm. about. So, anyway, um yeah, I love your pick. Um I guess my turn now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I am going to take we're we're in we're in uh, round four by the round way. Round four. Yeah. Okay, so this song was the first song that loaded up 
on NASCAR 06 on my PlayStation 2. If that doesn't tell you how dad, uh, sorry, <laughs> butt rock this is, uh, this is Diary of Jane by Breaking Benjamin. Let's fucking go. It's a good song. I really like it. It is. It is a good song. And I would probably say Breaking Benjamin is probably the butt rock band that, that I, I never really got into them too much, but of sure. course everyone knows Diary of Jane. Yeah. And like, it's a great song, but then like part of what makes them butt rocked for me is you go through the rest of their discography and everything kind of sounds the same. <laughs> oh, that's 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 so about rock. Yeah. Um. So I'm going. I'm going to take this. Is to me this is the first butt rock song ever. I'm taking the first butt rock song ever from okay. the Godfathers of butt rock, not so normal pilots, but some type of pilots' album core. Okay. I'm going the first song, Dead and Bloated. Dead and Bloated. Okay. So that he, one kind of went over my head a little bit when I was so, listening. Um. And I think I talk about it in the monologue, but apparently, like the vocal sounds so weird because like mm-hmm. Scott Weiland always would always like rest in peace by the way he would always say like that acapella um, mm-hmm. intro you know I am smelling like a rose that somebody gave me on my birthday deathbed deathbed he would he would always use a megaphone the reason for that is in the recording he like uses the pickups from this from the from the guitarist and no records idea. vocals into that that's dope yeah that's so experimental Oh my gosh. That's that's the thing. That's oh, it's such a good album. But anyways, yeah. but Dead and Bloated, but and then that always like Dead and Bloated, that song just reminds me so much of like Creed and Puddle of Mud and all of those late nineties like the real post grunge bands. So Absolutely. I'm going I'm going Dead and Bloated and that's actually a very good song, but it is it's butt rock, butt rock nonetheless. I think he won that round against me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to round five here. It's a band I don't think we've talked about yet that we would never consider butt rock, but oh my God, is this song everything that it's about? Uh-huh. I, we sang this one together. This is Walk by Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> It kind of came out of left field, I know, but like if you think about it at its core, that's so butt, dude. It, it is. It well, because it's so like it's so aggressive. Like he's pissed off, and what is he pissed off about? Like yes, that you know what you're right. Uh, that is a butt rock. I don't consider Pantera butt rock band. Sure, but that's a butt rock song. That's why we had yeah. this list, baby. Yeah, the one offs. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Now I feel like I got to do something like that. Um, let's see. Oof, I've been, um. Let's see. How, I, I come on. I cannot believe it. I've gone that this long without including Limb Biscuit. <laughs> Bro, I did it all for the Nookie. The Nookie. <laughs> it, it's it's gotta it's gotta be Nookie. That uh that's just not like, rolling. Interesting. Okay. Damn. All right. I, I, I haven't <laughs> I haven't done twice yet, so we can come back to that. But I just think apparently. So I, I was reading up about it. Apparently, like Nookie was like a really old fashioned mm-hmm. like fifth like forties and fifties euphemism for sex I and like that. and then fred durst just brings it back in like 1999 and makes a smash hit out of it and also just like the lyrics of it are like you know just very just so douchey and oh yeah you know um but man that chorus it, it, it's explosive so yeah n- that nookie that is that that's my fifth round pick but i i think i think you got this round because <laughs> just because i i just did not see uh that pantera song coming <laughs> Dang, yeah. I, I feel pretty good about uh, this next one as well, man. I'm going to do She Hates Me, Puddle of oh, Mud. Yes. Dude, that yeah. one. You remember, how I was talking about, you remember how I was talking about how, like, on the bus there'd be songs that played? And, and, like, this is high school. You know, I don't know if you're the same in high school, but you're done with the day. You've been up since, like, 645, and all you want to do is get home. And this bus driver, man, he was just playing this radio station, and I hated this song. I learned to literally hate this song, but now it's that thing where it's yeah. like, it's kind of good now that it's, I look back at it. 
<laughs> because it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. It's kind of self-deprecating. Yeah, it's um, humorous. It's it is what it is. But you know what I mean? But to me, also, it's like it's so boring. It's the same yeah. thing over yeah. and over again. How do people like this? <laughs> it's yeah, no, the, it that is a perfect butt rock song, and I think like more because like you know their their two biggest hits are um, blurry. Um, and she hates me. And I think Blurry is like a far superior song. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I, I so that's why like, I, I totally agree. Like that is, she hates me is definitely more of a butt rock song. Not saying right. that it's any less memorable than, than blur or sure. than blurry, but, uh, it, it is certainly more of a butt rock song for sure. All right. Um, Did my scouting. um, I'm, I don't know if I should pull something up from left. Uh, if I should, you know, you know, bring some, pull something from left field. I I'm, think that's I'm the way to kinda... go because I think our list we we started off so central to it yeah. and now we're kind of like showing like, like we're opening the door to our influence a little bit here which I really like or like our personal. Ooh, I got a good one. Okay, I'm going. I'm going addicted by Saving Abel. Wait, I don't know if I've heard that song, man. It's like I'm so addicted uh, to yeah. all the things. You... <laughs> I saw them and because like they are peak bar rock. I saw them when I saw Ven Sevenfold. No I saw Ven Sevenfold, Shine Down, Buck Cherry, um, and then Buck Saving Abel was the first one. And they had just come out with Addicted, um, and it was like a big hit. And this singer literally before and after every song would say, How we doing, Orlando? <laughs> I was like, yes, As yeah. if we haven't yeah. you know, streamed and yeah. approved the last twenty times you asked us. But also it's like he always said it wasn't like how how you guys doing it's like how we doing Orlando. Like he really did not I don't think he knew where he was. And he oh, was just Lord. like I'm just gonna keep saying Orlando until somebody corrects me. <laughs> That's how I know where I am. <laughs> I always find it amazing when like a band will like you know, be on tour and go someplace, and, and like they horribly mess up where they actually are, and mispronounce the place. And yeah. they, they just ruin the show. Hello, Cleveland. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> um, what round are we on now? We are on round seven. Okay, I think this is an appropriate place uh, to kind of stick a newer song, like not a newer song. Sorry, a song that's like a, I guess newish. I guess yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, Animal I Have Become, Three Days Grace. I feel like that's like the mid two thousands version yeah. of butt rock in a way. I was really um, torn is if Three Days Grace is butt rock because yep. their first couple albums were actually received really well by critics, mm-hmm. um, and I think that uh, I don't know the name. I know they're I don't know the name of the the singer, um, but I I think he was a good lyricist. Oh yeah, um, Adam Adam he, Gantier, I think it yeah. was yeah. But he I think you were saying earlier about like taking yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. I think he his he was a little bit um he had a little bit more finesse if you will sure than say like you know uh Jacoby Shandix or whatever yeah um but still he he could kind of take himself a little too seriously um get a little bit too corny like you said um and, and then like I feel like. A lot of the fan, like again, this is probably not all three days Grace fans because I know a bunch of our age that likes them too. But like I, when I was picking this one, I was also like, man, like when I was at the one like concert I went and saw three days Grace at, like all the dads went wild for that one, man. Like they yeah. were, they were, they were listening to that song on the way to the concert. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so we're, uh, I'm gonna continue with some. Th- this is a song I think dads love. Okay. Um, and this is actually I think the best song by this band, but this is as beautiful as butt rock gets i'm going kryptonite three doors down yes sir i was debating going with this one actually do, do you remember do because well, i that came out in 2000 i was seven when that, really when that came i would have thought it yeah. came out a little bit later um so do, you, do you remember when it came out no. uh, did you ever did you ever see the music video for it 
I want to say I have. Is it like? I mean, I think of colors. Was it like a greenish themed video? Um, it could. Be. I I think it was mm. like it was like just some old dude dressed up like a Superman, and he clearly it was it was like a it was essentially like a real life mermaid man. You know, that's yeah. essentially what it was. I, this rings a bell for sure. Yeah, and I just remember there's like one scene where he's like, this this superhero is like cooking cockroaches or like playing with cockroaches <laughs> or something like that. And that's uh, so two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see round. So now we're at round eight. Ooh, I have another good one for you, man. Wait, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Okay, so I'm surprised you didn't take this one yet. Mm-hmm. Headstrong, trapped. <laughs> Headstrong. You, you got me. So I have, I have, I mentioned them as an honorable mention. Trapped. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that is Headstrong is peak butt rock. <laughs> it's just the same. Like I don't know. Like you have that low guitar chug into that like pitchy guitar squeal thing that it's got going on it's like ah oh my god it's yeah. so new metal oh my for sure um man this is this next one is gonna be is gonna be hard um trying to think of a band okay so this is a band that i wanted to do earlier and i didn't know which is like the more butt rock song mm-hmm. um but i'm just gonna take the most famous song by this band because i really think they were like they, their status as butt rock icons cannot be understated. Sure. And that is Hinder, and I'm choosing Lips of an Angel. Hell yeah. Okay. I feel like you came back with that one right there. <laughs> yeah. Good shit, dude. I'm I'm like writing down our list. Well, I have some of yours. I missed a couple because I, I was looking through mine too. I, yeah, I've just I've just gotten my list. So we'll at the end we'll we'll go over that. Okay. But yeah, Lips of an Angel. I remember when that came out, and then that song about like the singers having an affair or something like that. Yeah, like that was also a big thing. I remember in the early 2000s, like a lot of butt rock singers like these like really depressed songs about like oh I'm I'm having an affair. I'm just a bad person. Like yeah, you are. Yeah, you yeah, are. We're not gonna feel bad for you just because you're aware of it. You're making us aware too by singing about it. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, this is another one again from the bus ride home, man. Um, click, click, boom, <laughs> saliva. Oh wow, I'm not familiar with that. Like, I, I, I know of the song, but I don't think I'm familiar with that song. It, it's literally the chorus just goes click, click, boom, and it's just like it's just a song about getting your anger out. Like, if you listen to it after, you're like, you'll definitely agree. Yeah. It's just one of those like, and I, again, this band saliva, I didn't really even, I didn't listen to any other yeah. other stuff. I just know that song was on the radio and. I heard it a bunch, so that's my number nine. I'm going. I'm gonna do my first. Like, I'm gonna do an artist that I've already chosen. Okay. Because none of us have done that yet. Um, yeah, we've been uh, pretty diversified I, here. And I, I'm shocked that the artist I'm gonna do second is Papa Roach. I'm going Scars by Papa Roach. Okay. Yeah. Um, just kind of going back to, I mean, I think Jacoby Shandix of of every like Fred Durst's lyrics were terrible, but they were like so interestingly bad sure yeah whereas like like it's like how did you come up with that it's bad but at least it's like you know it's it was interesting like jacoby's was just cringe as all hell and like if you listen to the lyrics of the chorus of scars like i tear my heart open i sew myself shut my weakness is that i care too much there's that emotion we're talking about my weakness listen to that my weakness is that i care too much (laughs) how do you not think that's not gonna age well it's it's just like it's just like you know when like your interview is like what's your what's your uh, weakest quality oh, I just think I'm too good at my job like and yeah. it makes other people feel bad like that's essentially what Jacoby is saying and I love Jacoby no no disrespect but 
Oh, it's hilarious. It's yeah. uh, side note. He actually does some stuff with some newer bands. I think I mentioned earlier. And he like was do. I saw a TikTok come up of him working with Ice Nine Kills, and like he's just so cheesy when they they write something that's really not that crazy. But he just sits there like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that that's it, man. Oh, that's that's definitely it right there. Oh, he's just a he's, he's, he, yeah, he is a caricature of himself for sure. Um, but we 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 love you, Jacoby. We love don't, you. Don't this ever is, change. This is all like we we wouldn't have anything to talk about if you. <laughs> like this <laughs> uh i guess round 10 here man this is Oof. tough because i want to end it we, with we, an, we gotta end with a bang with an exclamation point here Urgh, this is brutal man i feel like i used all my ammo in the middle rounds but <sighs> okay <laughs> this one's pretty this one's pretty bad i stand alone my god smack okay <laughs> All right, ah. all right. Again, a Godsmack is not a band that I ever got into. Yeah. Um. I, when I hear Godsmack, I think of the Alice in Chains song. Mm-hmm. But I totally no. I I am totally cool with that. Well, that rounds out my list. I guess. All right, let me, what is your exclamation this point is, here? I can give me. I, oh. I'm, I'm going out with a bang. I regret well, not putting one. But here we, you go. Yep. I'm I'm gonna go out with a bang. It's a song that I already mentioned in passing. Um, I'm going down with the sickness. Dang. I'm that, going down with the sickness. That's way better. I'll be up. That's way better. You won that round. Dude, that's crazy. Do Yeah. I mean, like, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Disturbed Man, especially that song, like, who has not loved doing the wah? <laughs> wah! <laughs> yeah. That was both, uh, you know, spontaneous on the spot. We'll practice that one for later. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, whenever I do kind of that screech, it, it's always just my Axl Rose voice. Yeah. So if you ever were picturing Axl Rose singing Disturbed, I guess that's kind of what you just got from me. That's Dove. <laughs> that is Dove, yeah. Um, all right. So I want you, can you um, can you please um, tell me again what your top 10 yep. butt rock list is? So I got How You Remind Me, Nickelback. I got Break Stuff, Limp Biscuit. I got Bodies uh, by Drowning Pool, I think. Yep. Um, Diary of Jane, Breaking Benjamin, Walk Pantera, She Hates Me, Puddle of Mud, Animal I Become, Three Days Grace, Headstrong, Trapped, Click Click Boom, Saliva, and I Stand Alone, Godsmack. I love that. I love that. And uh, I I am I do got to give you props that you you there was two artists from my uh, the Mount Rushmore that you mm-hmm. didn't include. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we kind of caught. We had talked a little bit about them earlier in the podcast, too. But like you said, the list was kind of something where we kind of went traditional, but also kind of showed a little bit of our, yeah. like, what do we kind of think about? Right. Um, that's, uh, I love that. And um, so mine, I had Last Resort, mm-hmm. number one. I think we both had really strong number one. Oh, we did. Um, Your number two was good, too. My an- Animals is my number two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I got Then I got Higher by Creed. Yep. That's that's strong too. Uh, I, then I've got dead and bloated Stone yep. Temple Pilots, um, the, the, the the OG the OG but the first butt rock song to ever hit the airwaves. Mm-hmm. Then I got uh, addicted by Saving Abel. Yep. Uh, I got Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. Um, I got Lips of an Angel by mm-hmm. um, Hinder. I got Scars by Papa Roach. That's good. Too. Shout out to Kobe. And I got Down with the Sickness by Disturbed. What's the name of their singer again? Disturbed singer. David Dream. He because he, he's such like he's such a cool dude. Like I've seen interviews with him. So shout out to him as well. Yeah. So now look, before we wrap it up, let's go through and like see if we can have a consensus who won each round. Okay. Yeah. So uh, last resort versus how you remind me. I'm calling that a draw. That's a draw. I'm I cool can't. With that. I can't. Yeah. Um, 
What was your number two? Is because I animals, and then what was yours? Uh, break stuff. Break stuff. That's. I feel like that could I'm be going, a draw. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm going break stuff. All right, cool. Yeah, you got that. So you. So one. It's, so it's one. You got one. Um, okay. Then we got. I got higher. What was your number three? I had bodies. I think Oof. you slightly edged I'm me gonna out say, on that. I'm going to say. I agree. I think it's it's as close as close can be. But like, come on, can you take me higher? Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Um. Then the next one, I have Nookie. What do you have? I had Diarrhea Jane. I think Nookie beats me. I'm gonna, on that I'm gonna one. go, I'm gonna go Nookie as well. Yep. Um. So two one, you. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. What what round was that? That was round four for okay, me. Okay, I'm sorry. I lied. That I that was dead and bloated. Dead and bloated versus Diarrhea. It's it's kind of I'm hard s- to compare those because those yeah. are so different era. Because yeah. like, like, obviously, Dead and Bloated is a better song, but like, right. I think I'm gonna give it to to you because I think. Breaking Benjamin, uh, Diary of Jane is more like pe- people more know butt. that more, and that's like more associated with butt rock. Okay, cool. So, so we'll two, go. one, me. Uh huh. Um. Then we have I have Nookie. What's your number five? <sighs> I, I wasted a good one. It was Walk by Pantera. I think you still like. Yeah, on I'm. That I'm one. taking because like I love coming how you came from left field, but mm-hmm. I just think like Nookie is such a like it. It that is peak Limb Biscuit. Yes. That that is a yeah. Limb Biscuit song. Um. I'll and, give that one yeah. to you. I definitely agree. So we're at two two. Yeah, I think um, I'm about to take this one from you though. Oh, you're gonna get it. What, what was yours? What was I had one? she hates me by oh, Puddle yeah. of Mud. Don't I don't even care what I'd put. I, <laughs> I did addicted. It, it that was that was I was uh, I was I made too rash of a decision with that one. <laughs> um, then I have number seven. I got Crip tonight. What do you have? Wait, wait. And, I'm, I'm sorry. So what are, are we at three two? You three two to me. Okay. Yes. Um, I had an animal I'd become. I think I gave you that one. Okay, yeah, well, I'll I'll I'll, I'll take Kryptonite. I yep. think so. We're at three three. Three three. Um, Lips of an Angel's eight. What do you have? I got Headstrong. <sighs> Gotta go. No, you like. I'm sorry. You you win that. Like, there's there's no way. Like, Lips of an Angel. I think is is an is such a butt rock song. But Headstrong. I think also just because of the legacy of Trapped and how they've kind of become a, a pariah. I'm so glad because that was my probably strongest one I had left. I'm glad that we matched up on that one because you definitely would have beaten any other one of my songs with your song. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fair. So we're at so four three you right? Yes. Um, and then I have scars for number nine. What do you have? I have click click boom. You won that one. Yeah. I'm I you know Papa Roach versus most exactly. Uh, um and then so we're wow, at four, tie so the tiebreaker the tiebreaker shit you're gonna beat me what, what do you what do you have because you you had um I stand alone by Godsmack I got down with the sickness by you beat I me. can't I, uh, ah. well, you, listen it, it's 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 only fitting that the man who spent two months <laughs> making a podcast episode about butt rock wins the draft hey it was a photo finish yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my guy. Well, that was that's about as much fun um, on a Tuesday that I think I could possibly have. So thank you Don't so tell much. Russell that. <laughs> <laughs> He's in our band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a, a, a butt rock fan to be uh, to be clear. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ryan, thank you so much. And uh, for again, I know you've you've done this podcast so many times, and every time it's a blast. Um, congratulations again. Um, on your wedding and I am so excited for it and uh, yeah man just 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 thank you for coming and this was awesome thanks for having me looking forward to the next one in like three weeks <laughs> sounds good take care man see you thanks y'all for listening and a special thanks to our returning champion Ryan Gilman and hopefully he's somewhere enjoying his last few days as a bachelor anyways have a great rest of y'all's day and whatever it brings hopefully music is involved again I'm Doug Brenner, and this is Hot Cakes from a 90s stand. Take care. <laughs>